Hey guys, it's Derek. We're back on the podcast. And this week, Ash and I are sitting down to discuss the pillars of health and some actions that we can take to develop habits associated with those pillars. Now, I believe we've spoken about the pillars of health in a previous episode. Uh, these are not original to Ballistic Performance. A lot of really, really well-known and world-class coaches out there are talking about these pillars, but we wanted to take a deeper dive, just talk about the pillars themselves, as well as some things that you can do to develop habits surrounding those pillars to improve your quality of life and just move the needle in regards to your health, fitness, and nutrition. So without further ado, Let's get into the podcast. All right, everybody, welcome back to Ballistic Performance Radio. This is episode number 66, and I am here with Ash. It is a beautiful Sunday morning, and we are ready to rock and roll. Ash, how are you feeling today? I'm good. How are you? Wonderful. Got a fantastic night's sleep. I love Sundays because it's our one day to sleep in together. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's literally the only day we're in bed at the same time when we wake up. Like we wake up at the same time, both still in bed. Yeah. Every other day, I'm up first because you lazy. Oh my. You get up at four, <laughs> I get up at 4.50. I know. I just said that literally because I knew it would push your buttons. It did. Anyway, uh, guys, we're back, and uh, today we're talking about, what are we talking about today? It just slipped my mind. Today we're talking about what, Ash? Fillman. The Pillars of Health. That's what it, it was. We just <laughs> changed the title about one minute ago, so that slipped yes. my mind. So we're talking about the Pillars of Health, and uh, so we're going to go through a few different components here, and then we'll dive you know, right into the thick of it. But as usual, some life updates, some ballistic updates. Life updates, we're in the midst of planning the honeymoon. Yeah, well, planning the wedding. Well, and yeah, planning the Everything. wedding and the honeymoon. Uh, but yesterday we did the honeymoon, which mm -hmm. was really exciting. I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. And then the wedding, yeah, we're still in the thick of that, just finalizing everything. Yeah. Timelines down. I can't wait. Locations down. <laughs> Actually, she, what she means is she can't wait for it to be over. No, that's She doesn't want to marry me. Shut up. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so that's really taken up the bulk of our time outside of the business. And do you have anything else to update them on? No. Okay. So that's really it about life. Uh, what else? With ballistic. ballistic. I honestly don't think we have. Yeah, no new oh. news. Or I lied. There's news. Well, we, uh, we are working or bought our first business coaching program yes we invested in some business coaching so that is exciting i completely yeah. forgot about that that's uh, like huge that's been taking up our life huge so hopefully <laughs> that'll continue to uh move us in the right direction or help accelerate that a little bit but yeah other than that uh still trying to finalize uh logistics for that second round of apparel again we don't want it to be a little snafu like it was last time and have some folks left stranded so we're gonna get all that dialed in uh, and besides that, y'all are just crushing it. Yep. Continuing to dominate. Okay. So Ash, we talked about, we're talking about the pillars of health today. Mm -hmm. Lead us into this conversation. Tell me a little bit about what the pillars of health are or more specifically where this inspiration for this conversation came from. Yeah. So this topic was actually inspired by one of my one-on-one -on -one nutrition clients. She asked for basically foundational habits 
and we turned it into then just um, like pillars of health. I don't know if it's necessarily habits, but I think they can be both applied equally. So the reason I love this topic and suggestion was everyone starts somewhere different when they come to ballistic. So we have individuals that have worked with nutrition coaches in the past that have like, let's say like a poor relationship with their food. Uh, We have individuals that have been tracking macros for years. We have people that have the goal of just weight loss. We have individuals that have the goal of increasing muscle and strength and like strictly performance. And then we have individuals that have the goal to develop foundational habits and just live kind of a healthier lifestyle overall. Is there anything else that you think I missed? I think that covered the the whole gambit. So okay. keep rolling. Yeah. So we have every client fill out an initial questionnaire so we can get a good idea where they're starting. And that's with fitness and nutrition. And when I first look over an individual's questionnaire, there are a few key things that I'm looking for. And do you want to say what what they include or do you want sure i'll run down uh so first thing that we look at is the consistency i can't talk consistency of meals uh then the quantity of food the quality of food water intake physical activity uh, stress management as well as sleep yes and that sounds like a lot but in our experience and our opinion I know like consistency of meals, quantity, quality, that's all related to nutrition. But if those and water intake, if those other three three factors aren't dialed in and in a place um, that is going to help you like move toward your goals, we're only going to be able to help you so much. So that is a reason why that list seems pretty lengthy, but I would not say one is more important than the other. Yeah, and I think too it's important to note like we didn't create this list, right? It's across the industry. Most oh, folks, yeah. most folks are looking at these five or six, uh, five or six factors, right? Or is there seven? I think there's seven. Okay, well, I was just saying it off the top of my head. I didn't <laughs> count. Uh, but most folks are looking at these factors when they're talking about health, fitness, nutrition, and so uh, this isn't our uh, a list specific to us or something we came up with, but it's oh, no. all incredibly important factors that need to be considered. Absolutely. And I mentioned that we review these in an an individual's initial questionnaire, but these are things that we review in every single weekly check-in. Like these things don't go away. Um, So I think that's important to note. But basically what I'd love to do is dive into each one of these, um, let's say, pillars a little and discuss some of the approaches we take to help, help implement them into our clients' lives. Let's do it. All righty. So what are we starting with? Uh, Let's start right at the top. Let's go consistency of meals. So tell everybody a little bit more about that. What do you mean exactly when you're looking at consistency of meals throughout the day? Yeah. So a question we get asked a lot is if it's better to eat three meals or three meals and one to two snacks, two snacks, you get the idea. And honestly, similar to like everything with nutrition, uh, one is not necessarily better. However, I found that eating every two to three hours can typically and usually be helpful for the individual. So eating every two to three hours can help keep energy levels high and also help prevent you from indulging like throughout the day. Uh, Anything else to add there? 
Not off the top of my head. I like that. Okay. Any questions about just what consistency is or do you feel like that's pretty straightforward? Uh, I think pretty straightforward. I think as well, you kind of, you touch on this a little bit, but it's consistency, not only like, you know, within a week or two weeks or three weeks, but it's like consistency across the course of a lifetime. Yeah. Right. Like it's, it's not, it's not eating the exact same foods all the time, but it's consistency in the timing in, you know, the, the, the quality of food that you're eating. And we're going to dive into each one of those, but it's really about consistency in the long run, yeah. you know, and, and dialing that in as best you can. Uh, and for different people, they have different strategies to do that successfully. So, uh, like you had hinted at, it's all individualized. Yeah. It's all dependent on your lifestyle, how busy you are, work schedule, life, family, all of that goes into account. And like you said, with all of these pillars, they are looking at the big picture. We're not looking at one day specifically per se. Um, Alrighty. So what are some things that we can do to build this habit or this pillar uh, when individuals start working with us? Yeah. Uh, you want me to take that then? Well, it's up to- <laughs> I, I got it. I got it. You do the first one. Then I'll do the, the next. I like it. We're coming up with this as we go, guys. If you can't tell, I like the strategy here. Uh, so for this first one... <laughs> I'm just used to asking you questions. That's, I didn't mean to ask that. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Anyway, so when we're talking about creating habits around con- meals and consistency of meals, uh, the first and foremost is to create a schedule for not only your typical workday, but also your your typical day off. And uh, what we mean by that is the times that you would ideally eat. And so, again, different for everybody. For example, we eat breakfast. I eat breakfast at 7.30 where Ash eats at 9.30. And then we eat lunch at the same time, but then we have different times for our snacks and then we eat dinner. And so it really is dependent on the individual. So finding those ideal times for you to eat. And if it takes setting reminders in your phone, uh, do that. But you're going to feel a difference in energy levels and just your overall quality of life when you develop consistency and fuel yourself throughout the entire day appropriately, as opposed to skipping breakfast, having a light lunch, and then binging at dinner or something along those lines. So you're trying to develop that consistency so that you can feel better across the course of not only a day, but weeks, months, years at a time. Yeah. And something that can be so simple is set reminders in your phone. I literally have... If a client comes to us struggling with this, I have them set reminders in their phone because that visual cue makes a huge difference. And like Derek said, you're going to feel the difference in energy levels and the way that you feel. You're going to feel way less hangry. If you know, like if you've ever felt hangry, it's the worst feeling possibly ever. Uh, And so it's a pretty, I want to say easy habit to build because you feel 10 times better pretty quickly. Would you agree? I agree. Um, Okay. What's the next one? Uh, Next, let's talk about quantity of food. Yes. So basically what I'm looking at is, are they eating or is the individual eating protein, carbs, and fat with every meal? So without going into too much detail, why why do we recommend having all these three? Yeah. So, you know, protein, carbs, and fat, those are your macronutrients. Those are the 
the nutrients that literally fuel your body to live, that fuel your body to do the work. So carbs are a main source of fuel or energy. Uh, they also spare protein from being used as energy and uh, aids in the breakdown of, of fat. Now, with protein, uh, that's made from amino acids, right? Amino acids are the building blocks of protein, and they're essentially what provide the body structure. They're the, they're the building blocks of your muscle tissue, and it helps regulate body function. Uh, it has to do a lot with enzymes and the immune system, even hormone regulation. And then with fat, uh, it's a component of our membranes, right? And uh, particularly in the brain and the nervous system. So super essential that we are consuming each and every one of those things, protein, carbs, and fats uh, as we're eating throughout our day. Yeah. Every single one of those things you named, it's like, oh, like, wow. Like those things are important. <laughs> um, okay. So do you want me to go through what are some things we can do to build this habit? Yeah. Educate the folks. <laughs> All right. So uh, if the individual has never tracked before, we start with the plate method. And I think we've talked about this on previous episodes, but we typically recommend eating. Think of like a dinner, normal dinner size plate. So eating half a plate of veggies, a fourth plate of lean meats, a fourth plate of complex carbohydrates, and a little bit of fat with every meal. So think most likely those three meals. And if this is something that when you hear that, you're like, whoo, like, I don't know if that's possible. I want you to start small, like really, really small. Start to think about following the plate method with one meal per day, maybe two meals per day, and then build it from there. So not a smaller plate. No. <laughs> Good question. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, no, definitely. Just you want to make this habit as easy as possible and build that confidence of like, OK, I can do this. Then after, let's say, two weeks of doing that, add on to it. And it's going to seem way less um, overwhelming. Overwhelming. Yes. Um, and then in regards to macros, it's going to depend on every single individual. So we can't we can't dive too much into that. But there is a rhyme or reason. If you have a coach, they should be able to explain to you why they're asking you to have that specific amount of protein, carbs, and fat. Love it. Perfect. All right. We're moving on. Quality of food. So we just talked quantity. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk quality. Yes. So like I said before... Uh, this is looking at what their meals are comprised of. So are they eating plenty of veggies, fruits, lean meats, complex carbs, and healthy sources of fat? Uh, some examples of these, fruits and veggies. I'm not going to list those off <laughs> if you don't know them. Uh, is corn a vegetable? Don't even get me started. Yes. Right. But is it the best vegetable to eat? No, I tell my clients that we're going to consider it a carb. There you go. That's that's what I'm looking for there. (laughs) Um, Surprisingly, we get that question like... I know. That's why I brought it up. Okay. I thought you were getting... No, everyone asks us about corn. Uh, Super interesting. But then, so lean meats, think things like fish, chicken breast, legumes, cottage cheese, Greek yogurt, turkey, ground beef. Anything else I'm missing there? No, I think it's important to know. We understand that cottage cheese and legumes are not 
meats. Yeah. But yeah. we're oh, talking yeah, about yeah. lean protein sources. I'm sorry. That was my... my uh, just in one anyone listening to call us out and be like, what are you guys talking about? Yeah, <laughs> we know, bro. Okay? Yeah. We know. <laughs> protein sources. Uh, I do that a lot. I always say lean meats when I mean protein. Don't tell me those things. <laughs> um, okay. So carbs. Think things like oatmeal, rice, potatoes, butternut squash, sweet potatoes, corn. Corn. There we go. There you go. Basically things that are not out of a package. I think the only two things I have there are oatmeal and rice. Uh, can you think of anything else? No, I don't think so. If you can hear Coda crying in the background, he's he being needy. He has been needy for like a month. Uh, but it's also, I think, just a side note without diving down the rabbit hole. Carbs and fruits and vegetables Right, that's technically all one category of mm-hmm. carbohydrates. Yeah, but we break it up as fruits and vegetables, and then you could say "quote unquote" starchy carbs to help people better understand, like that you should be eating both. Right? Yeah, we're not saying, "Hey, carbohydrates." That means only fruits and veggies because starch is the enemy. No, that's not what we're saying. But to help people understand, you need to be eating some starch as well as lots of fruits and vegetables. That's why we break it up that way. But we understand, and you should understand, that it's all encompassing. The word carbohydrates is all encompassing. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's a really good point because the plate method would be, you could technically say a half a plate of potatoes. Mm. <laughs> like that's, that is not, not the goal. So good point there. And then with fats, uh, looking for things like meats, dairy, nuts, nut butters, olive oil, avocado, butter, anything else I'm missing there? I don't think so. Okay. Um, And those are all just some ideas. Of course, there's more than what we listed, but those are kind of like our go-tos, I'd say. Um, Alrighty. Do you... Yeah, let's let's talk about how to build habits around quality of food. Yeah. So you'll probably be able to chime in with this one, but... uh, Typically, we have people start by counting their fruit and veggie intake and two options when counting these. So you can log. So if you are tracking in MyFitnessPal, usually if you don't, if you're not paying for like the premium, you have like breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, maybe you can add all of your fruits and veggies into the snack court category. So it's all in one place. So when you actually eat your snack, say it's not a fruit and veggie add it to breakfast, add it to lunch. Like it doesn't really matter at this point if our focus is fruit and veggie intake. And then the other thing that you can do, log it in your notes app and then add it up at the end of the week when you're talking with your coach or just add it up for, um, so you can know. And a quick call out for this, just because I had a client go through this last week. So We've been working together for a long time, and uh, he's kind of at the point where he's at maintenance, I'd say, and not not weighing every single piece of food, basically usually using measuring cups um, just for like estimation purposes. And I had him count his fruit and veggie intake last week, and he was significantly under like reporting what he was eating. So just be mindful of that. The if you're if you really want an accurate indication of how much you're eating, just use a scale maybe for one to two weeks so you can truly see how much fruit and veggies you are consuming. Because 
a half like let's just say corn for example or let's use something else I'm trying to think what he said I think he said onions and peppers a cup of onions and peppers is way less than if you were to weigh a cup of onions and peppers got it um so with fruit and veggies, we typically recommend 500 to 600 grams of veggies, 200 to 300 grams of fruit. And if you want to learn more about that, we and really just learn about nutrition in general, like we highly recommend following E.C. Sinkowski with that 800 gram challenge. At Optimize Me Nutrition. Yes. Not her personal account. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and then we'll have... Some, People count how many things that they eat out of a package or with a label on it. And this is to typically try to limit processed foods when possible if they are struggling with that. Yeah. Love it. You ready to rock and roll with the next one? Yeah. Sweet. So next is water intake. Yes. So water's honestly so freaking important. And... The reason it's so important is it keeps our cells alive by transporting nutrients to the cells. It regulates body temperature. It removes waste products and it acts as a lubricant around our joints, brain and spine. Like again, similar to the carbs, protein and fat. That's all really important things. I'd say so. <laughs> uh, so typically we recommend drinking half of our body weight in ounces per day. And that's not including, I think it's like 15 ounces for every hour of exercise. I want to um, say so. That, and most people aren't training for more than an hour. So. Yeah, absolutely. So right around half of your body weight. And the this is again a pretty um i don't want to say easy thing to implement but to build this habit we start with people just carrying a water bottle with them everywhere if you don't mind carrying a huge water bottle we recommend that like the bigger the better then you don't have to go fill it up one less thing that you have to do we recommend drinking at least one cup of water every morning before doing anything else um, another thing I've had clients do is buy a water bottle that has time goals on it. This can be tricky because it's not going to necessarily be aligned with your body weight. So you might have to drink a little bit more. You're talking about those ones that have like the go get it, tiger, drink another <laughs> gulp like on the side of it. Yes, but okay. I've also found ones that just have times and... <laughs> Yeah, I, I like those ones. Okay. The times sound a little bit better. I'm not a fan of the ones that say like, drink up, tiger. No, but honestly, if it works for you, If it, it works, works for you, it's great. I don't care. I'm talking about me personally. <laughs> oh, yeah, me too. I look at it more I like Ashley sitting there yelling at me to drink this water. <laughs> That's how I read it. Um, And then another tip that we have is similar to the um, food, set reminders in your phone. Like literally make it as easy as possible for yourself. And then my personal favorite or wow, I didn't even add my actual personal favorite. We'll say that after, but flavor it with fruit, strawberries, cucumbers, blueberries. We like Mio um, or like the Walmart brand. I understand there might be some artificial flavors in those, but they're so little that it's. it's yeah, that's what I was going to say. I wanted to talk about that. Like the the negligible amount yeah. of whatever it is that you're ingesting with a Mio or a great value, like a knockoff brand of that, if you're literally putting in like half a squirt, a full squirt, and it gets you to drink 
20 ounces of water mm-hmm. i literally don't give two shits if there is some <laughs> unless they literally can. i have a few clients that cannot have artificial sweeteners you understand what okay. i'm saying if you're <laughs> allergic saying. no but i don't care what's in it if it gets you to drink those 20 ounces of water are way more valuable than that you know eighth of an ounce uh, yeah of, of no, not even flavor. probably yeah yeah so for anyone who always everybody we tell if we tell anybody that we drink Mio, without fail, they ask us about the the artificial sweeteners mm-hmm. in it. Guys, it is not a big deal when we're talking about the the pros versus cons of hydrating more often and more frequently. Absolutely. And then, like I said, our personal favorite, add... So I can't believe you're like making this face at me. You don't know what I'm going to say. No. What's filled in our fridge? Oh, soda water. Yeah. And what I've learned on Instagram, everyone calls it seltzer. I did a poll. I called it seltzer before I started dating you. Are you kidding? No. So it's me. Yes. Oh, no. Oh, no. So because you said uh, you'd never called it Chipotle seltzer water. You said Chipotle soda water. So actually, let me say this. You made me. I called it seltzer up until I lived in Pittsburgh. And so then in Pittsburgh, we would go out to the bar more often than probably anywhere else I lived. Not even that we went that often. Oh. But at the bar, like you say, vodka soda, right? And that's soda water. Oh. That, that's seltzer water. And so the more and more I kept saying like vodka soda, the more I was like, and the more often I would tell people I drink seltzer water, they kind of looked at me funny. So I just started saying soda huh, water. That's funny. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense now. Um, Carbonated water, people. That's what we're talking about. Not tonic water, carbonated water. Yeah, absolutely. But try those things. It should help. And honestly, if you just increase your awareness, 99% of the time, my clients are like, okay, this is easy to do. I just wasn't aware of it. Um, Okay. Talking about physical activity. Why don't you take this one over? Love it. Um, So... With physical activity, number one, like we all need to strive to live a physically active lifestyle. We need to be getting, you know, 10,000 plus steps per day. That's the reason that everyone says that is not because 10,000 steps is like this end all be all number. It's literally just to get your ass up and moving consistently throughout the day. Like, you know, in order to hit 10,000 steps, you've got to be taking quite a bit of laps around the office, you know, walks on your lunch break. You've got to be active in order to do that. And so that's why that 10,000 steps is there. I don't care if it's 10, 12, 14,000. If you're moving that much, like honestly, more I, power I to have you. people shoot for eight. Too. Yeah. And even eight, like it doesn't matter to me as long as you're being physically active. And, you know, if you're biking or something like that, you're not going to be logging those steps, but you're yeah. still being physically active. Um, the second thing is don't underestimate the power of walking. Mm-hmm. Like everyone always talks to me about not feeling motivated to get into the gym, to train at high intensity, to do X, Y, and Z. Okay, that's fine. You can literally go out and go for a walk. Walking is incredibly powerful. It's incredibly underestimated. It can keep you in fantastic health if you do it consistently and you do it for adequate amounts of time. Mm-hmm. Now that said, you need to be resistance training. You need to be doing some type of conditioning, both aerobic and anaerobic. You need to be training. That's an easier way to put it. You need to be training. And yes, resistance training is essential. If you're someone who just does soul cycle and then runs five miles and then loves to do, uh, I'm trying to think of like cardio kickboxing, you know, I'm just trying to think of all cardio based activities. 
that's great, but you need to be resistance training. The, the benefits of resistance training, we're not going to dive into them here today, far outweigh you know, everything that you're trying to accumulate through 17 different cardio-based training programs. Mm-hmm. Cardio is great for your health, right? It's great for your cardiorespiratory and your pulmonary systems and increasing longevity. But if you're not resistance training and incorporating progressive overload and forcing your body to adapt and respond and getting stronger and developing muscular endurance, your, that longevity is not going to be as great as it can be with only doing cardiovascular exercise. Yep. So you need to engage in resistance training as well as conditioning. Absolutely. I love it. Anything else? Do shit. Any tips on like how yeah, to? Do shit you like. That's what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. If you're having trouble the integrating physical activity into your life, you're doing the wrong things. You're probably doing shit you don't like. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like resistance training, okay, that's the one thing, tough shit, you have to do it, right? You yeah. still have to do it. But there are different ways to do it. Maybe you utilize CrossFit to incorporate like resistance training. Classes. Yeah, or maybe you do bodybuilding style splits, or maybe it's powerlifting or Olympic weightlifting. There are still different styles, but you need to do some kind of resistance training. And the same goes for conditioning. Maybe you hate running. Okay, no problem. I can't run because of my knee injury. But, <laughs> I don't like running. <laughs> yeah, but I still row. I still bike. Yeah. I still do anaerobic type conditioning through other movements. And so find things that you enjoy doing because those are easier to do consistently and develop mm-hmm. those habits. And make your environment conducive to your goals. Set your, uh, we always talk about this, set your clothes out. I have a client that literally sets a dumbbell in his living room. Like we've said this in previous episodes. So just set those small reminders for yourself that make it easier. It's Then it's not even a question. You're not contemplating whether you do it or not. You do it. That's it. Um, I feel like that was kind of aggressive for me. Whew. Okay. I love how you said that's aggressive. Not one curse word came out of your mouth. And your, your <laughs> but facial, I just told people to do it. <laughs> and your facial expression didn't change from like mouth hanging wide open to too big of a smile. <laughs> okay. My face is red though, so it's fine. Okay. <laughs> stress management techniques. Well, anything else for physical activity? Sorry. No, let's move on to stress. Okay. So we've talked about these before. I think we have a whole episode on stress, but the effects of chronic stress can be things like inhibited muscle growth, increased appetite, increased body fat, weakened immune systems, sex hormone dysfunction. Say what? Yeah. Like all of those things, again, seem pretty just awful. I almost said shitty, but I didn't want to swear just to make you like make you feel happy. That's a win for this episode. (laughs) Okay. So we have to think of of stress coming from all aspects. So mental, physical, emotional, physiological, like, or psychological. Those can both be accurate. Um, and so think of things like work, finances, relationships, training, lack of sleep, dieting, dehydration, traveling, traffic delays, sickness, anything else. I don't think so. Your kids. The traffic delays I can relate to because I get pissed I'm in well traffic. Aware. You know what oh, else I it get? It gets me stressed because you're stressed. You know what else I get pissed annoying. at and stressed at? Me. Is grocery store delay. When people oh are God. in my way at the grocery store. Literally watch out, y'all. You don't want to be at Walmart when we are. If you're at Walmart <laughs> in the produce section in front of all the broccoli, 
just taking your sweet ass time looking at like the cucumbers that are there. Y'all, let's just say I'm gonna be pissed. Let's just say he hasn't. Yesterday was the first time he's come to the grocery store with me in a month because I'm embarrassed. But let's go on. Oh yeah, it just drives me insane. <laughs> like, come to the store with a list. Like, why are you standing in front of the produce, looking at it all? Like, what should I pick? Yes, we we eat the same things every <laughs> week. We don't need a list. Okay, let's let's move on. All right, continuing on. So, what can we do to develop some habits around stress management? Yeah. So honestly, we talk with our clients about mindset. Their perceptions of stress make a huge difference. And honestly, I'll be honest with you like this is something that I've worked on the last year to a year and a half if you think it's going to be stressful it's going to be like you're really good at this you're like no nothing's stressful I'm fine life's good even if like the house is on fire yeah I literally tell myself that every day (laughs) I know and I don't don't say that you do shut up (laughs) I'm trying (laughs) I've gotten better I almost called you an MFR. <laughs> you really would have like died. I think everyone would have died. If you would have said motherfucker, I would have <laughs> lost it. This would have been I would have post I would have spent money on advertising for this episode. I'm so sorry everyone just heard my cackle in the Now my face is really red. Okay, where was I? So I've noticed a difference. I I know, literally. I'm like (laughs) hyperventilating. Um, That's what what you have to do to get me to swear on these. Just like get under my skin and like get me going. Um, Okay. So. uh, (laughs) (laughs) She is being so weird right now. Um, Basically, I've noticed a difference. Just change your mindset. I know it's not easy. Personally, I can say that. But it does make a difference. And I can vouch. It's still a work in progress for yeah. you. Yeah. Yes. But I've gotten better. You're giving me no credit. I, I'm just trying to get under your skin more to get you a little more But now it's up. past. Oh, I went too far. <laughs> I've crossed the line, everyone. We're going to change topics. Okay. And then other ways are brainstorm ways to help manage stress. So can you do things like meditation, walking, yoga, self-care? I love baths. We all know that. Like, uh, can you hire a therapist? Different things like that. You need something other than exercise. Like, I will say that for the rest of my life. You need s- different ways to manage stress. Yeah. And a huge one we didn't really talk about here. And that kind of gets into that realm of how much do we talk about that? Should we talk about that? People don't talk about it because they feel uncomfortable is like spirituality or faith. Yeah. I don't care if you want to proclaim yourself as a Christian or, you know, believe in God per se. I hope you do. But you need to find, you know, peace and believe in something greater than yourself. doesn't necessarily have to be religion, but you need to find a greater meaning to pour into because if not, you're it's it's just so much stress and such a burden to carry around on your own shoulders. And that's why we always talk about our faith is because it's huge mm-hmm. to know that we're not in this alone. There is someone who is walking with us on this journey besides, you know, your significant other or your spouse or whoever it may be. And there's someone there to carry your burdens, to guide you in the right direction, to give you answers, even if they're not the ones you want to hear. And it's something to live for that's so much greater than just trying to create wealth and live 
you know, a lavish lifestyle here on earth. It's something that goes into eternity. So um, finding some type of spirituality or, you know, in diving into faith, anything along those lines is huge in terms of stress management. Yeah. I feel like I've heard a lot of people talk about like the universe, like things like that as well. And I think I include all of that within kind of meditation, like just being and yeah, like you said, love it. Perfect. All right. Sleeping habits. I think this is the last one. So there's so many risks associated with lack of sleep. So increased stress. We just talked about that. We don't want that. Weakened immune system, poor decision making, menstrual cycle irregularities, low sex drive, inability to regulate blood sugar. Again, all of those things like they're really important, really negative things that we don't want. So uh, even worse, some more serious ones are like increased risk of hypertension, cancer, obesity, mood disorders. So sleep needs to be one of our top priorities. And ideally, we should be sleeping seven to nine hours per night. And if we're not, these are a few tips that we recommend to our clients. So number one thing, creating a routine to signal to your brain it's time to sleep. Uh, managing light exposure. So light is the greatest signal on our biological clock, which regulates sleep. So dim the lights before bed, use blackout curtains, use an eye mask. Those are my favorite. Uh, the other thing when she says eye mask. It's like, it looks like one that an 80 year old donated. I, to know, I, should, I should buy a new one. It's but, disturbing. Um, limit TV and phone exposure. So, I, I say this, but I, I'd say 95% of my clients are like, no, shut off technology uh, one to two hours before. They just, that's what they say to you, no? Yeah. They're like, I'm not limiting that. Like I say it, yeah. Like it, they don't say it so <laughs> bluntly, but I'm like, they're like, eh. I'm like, okay, are you going to do that? And they're like, no. I'm like, okay. Um, so some things when they say that to me is use the blue light, um, or I'm sorry, not the blue light. I was going to say blue light can be disruptive to melatonin production. So utilize that. Is it night mode on your phone? Mm-hmm. Or buy like blue light blocking glasses. I know those are just talk with your eye doctor because there's a lot of brands out there where they they're like five bucks. And I'm like, there's no way that those can have that quality. Um Limit time in bed for sleep and sex only. So this is so that you can associate your bed literally with sleep. Um, Take a warm bath or shower. So that initial increase in body temperature actually results in better heat dissipation and can drop your temperature rapidly, which can help you sleep. And then create a cool climate to sleep in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you're someone who doesn't want to crank the ace or like turn the heat down or crank the AC up, consider it might be worth biting the bullet to have your room at a, you know, 65 to 68 degrees versus Mm -hmm. 70 plus, uh, because there is a lot of research surrounding that, that cooler environments lead to better sleep, which leads to better quality of life. Absolutely. And then, of course, limiting caffeine. So the effects of caffeine stay in your body long after you stop drinking it. So just just remember that. I want to say, and 
no one quote me on this because this is off the top of my head and it could be wrong but i think the half-life of caffeine is five hours yeah yeah so if I'm you're 90 like if sure. you're drinking a cup of coffee which let's just for easy math purposes say 3 p.m yeah at 3 p.m and let's say it's 100 milligrams of caffeine well that caffeine is literally in your system until at least 8 p.m yeah like and that's the half-life of it so it's going to impact sleep whether you believe it is or not yeah you, yeah you should stop drinking those bangs so late oh like i usually am one or two Oh, I and if it I, like it's because I have late appointments. Okay, that's true. Ashley's calling me out. Here's what happens, guys. I ha- I am on call, so I get late appointments. Sometimes not starting until six or seven p.m. Yeah. So I don't get home until midnight. Sometimes even later. Uh, that's true. So I do need some caffeine at one or two o'clock. Okay. Um, and then the last thing I recently, Derek's parents bought me a natural light alarm clock. If you do not have an alarm clock. You need one. My reason I say that is so that you don't have to have your phone right next to your bed. I have so many clients that tell me, well, I need my phone there. There's, let's say they're scrolling on their phone before bed. And they say, I need my phone there um, because I, I need it for an alarm clock or to see the time. Just buy a $2 alarm clock. Like, I don't think you can find one for $2. <laughs> But go on $10. Amazon, $15. Yeah. Um, but I will say I really, really like my natural light. I think I just have like the Philips. I don't even know what it's called. Sonicare maybe. Um, That's a toothbrush. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Who am I? That's my toothbrush. That's what I use. <laughs> Brush your teeth, y'all. Uh, Philips. What's it called? It's a Phillips natural light alarm okay. clock. That's all they need to know. Our friend has the hatch. She said that she's liked it as well. <laughs> just just do that. All right. Anything else? Nope. Just natural light and brush your teeth. That's all you <laughs> need, right? Oh, that's so uh, embarrassing. No, but I think that pretty much wraps it up. So just making sure that we're prioritizing those pillars of health that we talked about in the beginning. You want to rattle them off one more time for the folks? Yeah. So they are consistency of meals, quantity and quality of food, hydration, activity, stress management, and sleep habits. And brushing your teeth. <laughs> this is why I don't Dental them. hygiene. All right. Anyway, guys. Uh, yeah, those are the things that we prioritize when we're working with individuals one-on-one. Those are the things that you should be prioritizing in your life to make sure that you're living the greatest quality of life possible, improving longevity, enhancing your functionality, and just kicking ass in your day-to-day. Absolutely. Anything else to add before we sign off? Nope. All right, guys. Well, as always, we appreciate you tuning in and we will see you next week. Bye. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Whether this is your first time tuning in or if you're here with us each and every week, we just want to take a moment to say thank you. If you enjoy what you hear on this channel, please head over to iTunes, over to Apple, whatever you want to call it. Leave us a five-star review. Leave a comment in there as well. That's how we gain more recognition. It's how we appear in more search results, and it's how we change more lives through this platform. If you're not following us on all of our social media handles, please make sure you get on there and subscribe or follow, whether it be on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. We're on all of those channels. Our handles, they're a little confusing because someone is holding on to just the straight up app Ballistic Performance. Can't get our hands on it yet, but our handles are either Ballistic.Performance or Ballistic Performance or 
train underscore ballistic. I know, kind of all over the place, but we're working with what we've got for now. And guys, we want you to like, share, tag people in these posts. We are putting out so much free content every single day to help you and to help your friends, your family, your coworkers move towards their health, fitness, and nutrition related goals. So please share this information with someone you know that it could impact and could change their life. Other than that, we appreciate you tuning in and we will see you next time.